Hi, I'm Hera, the mom. And I'm Estella, the kid. And this is Seeking Different. There are times when everyone feels different or left out. As a non-traditional mom and kid family, we're setting out to explore all the ways that families can be different. This is Seeking Different. So we are recording from Colombia, Cartagena to be exact. The walled city. The walled city. And this episode is a special episode talking about how things were in Colombia. And so my first question for you, Stella, is so we are leaving tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite thing? Like if you could name your favorite, favorite thing that we did, what was it? Uh, what are some of the favorite things that you did? The beach trip for the whole entire day and probably the mud pit. So we went to Playa Blanca, which was lovely during the day. But at the end... Things went a little sideways. Yeah, can I tell them? Go ahead. From your perspective, what happened? So we were driving. The bus driver hit a guy... The bus driver hit was a, hit a motorcycler. Is that mm-hmm. what they call it? Mm-hmm. The motorcycler got mad at him, so he started banging on the door of the bus, and the tour guide let him in. So that was the thing that was really strange. Okay. Yeah, and so- wait, the tour guide let him in, and then he started arguing, trying to get money out of the bus driver because he hit him. Then the bus driver wouldn't give him money, so he punched. So he started fighting the bus driver, and there was blood everywhere, and the tour guide was crying. It was a really scary experience. Oh yeah, and his whole entire gang, the motorcyclers, the motorcyclers whole whole entire gang came around the bus and started. And they came around the bus and looked at us and started banging on the windows. So it's amazing that Stella can speak about this. And laugh because at the time, like, can I tell you, it was the most stressful travel experience I've ever dealt with in my entire life. And that's, it's okay. It's probably not the scariest because the scare actually, no, it's the scariest. Like I've been through some scary travel experiences, but this was by far the scariest. The reason this was the scariest was because my kids were there with me. So Isa was passed out. She was like, Asleep on the bus. She slept through the missed the whole thing. It was an hour. She slept an hour through the whole thing. She slept an hour. So, like, I was there. My sister Laura was there, and it was Stella and Isa. And there were several things that went sideways. So, first of all, Playa Blanca is gorgeous. So, the thing that was crazy about the bus situation is that in Playa Blanca. It's a very poor area, like right outside where the beach is. So right along the beach is like a bunch of beach clubs, huge tourist area, and many people take boats. So like taking a boat is probably much safer than taking the bus. But of course, I didn't know. I figured like, oh, it's fine. Lots of tourists do this. But buses ended up being like kind of like a big risk because... Also, it was very bumpy, so I started holding into mom's yes. pockets. <laughs> it was very bumpy. So, but here's the thing that's crazy about Playa Blanca is like two things may have occurred. Either the bus driver actually hit the guy or the guy ran into the bus on purpose hoping to get money. 
either way, the biggest problem is that the instead of immediately calling the police, which is what the tour guide should have done. He said that he didn't have service. So he didn't. He said he didn't have service, but like he did have service. He was just scared he's going to get in trouble. Part of the problem is that like when the guy was banging on the door and there was like blood everywhere, he like the tour guide shouldn't have opened the door. When he opened the door, the guy came on the bus and then started beating up the bus driver. So then like there was a lot of blood, like both inside the bus and outside the bus. And in Playa Blanca, because it's not a really safe area, there's police officers everywhere. So what they should have done is they should have just immediately called the police. But instead, they pushed the guy off the bus and decided to keep going. And the problem is, like Stella said, the gang came, remember? Yeah, and then they start surrounding us. And so the, and then- the biker gang starts surrounding us, beating on the bus, and then the tour guide, this poor kid was like maybe 17. Like he was just really yeah. young. And, and then he didn't know what to do, so he started crying. So he was crying, and then, like, a bunch of people on the bus were, like, coaching him through the situation. They were like, hey, you got to call the police so you can get the police here. And so eventually he did And call also, the there was, like, this lady who stood up, and then she started yelling at the motorcyclists in so Spanish. She was also yelling, sangue, sangue, which, like... I know in Portuguese means blood. And I'm like, I turned to Lara, who speaks Spanish, and I was like, oh no, what does sangue mean in Spanish? And Lara was like, that means blood. And so the whole time, Stella was like, maybe we're just caught in traffic. But like, Lara and I knew we weren't caught in traffic. We were like, this is not a traffic situation. I, I didn't know what was going on. I was just looking at them. And they so were like, oh no. I was like, as a mom, I was just like, okay, I don't have a weapon. So. At that point, like we were in the back of the bus. So I was like, there's a lot of people that they have to go through to get to us, but I don't have a weapon and I don't really know what to do in this situation. And I only had 20% battery left. So like on my phone. So I was like, okay, I can call the consulate maybe. So like what I ended up doing was getting in touch with the tour company. And I was like, Hey, your guy is in trouble. You need to talk to him and talk him through the situation. And so the tour company luckily got in touch with the guy and told the guy to call the police. And when the police got there, things got better and we could go. But it was super scary, wasn't it? Because like yes. for a while, we were just like, what's going on? But I'm thankful we got out of that situation. And the rest of the trip has been really great. Yeah. Oh, but also, can I tell them about the floaties situation? Okay. So mommy bought me an Issa floaties. I had a blue one. She had a yellow one. Um, Probably the fifth time we got in the water. There were these two kids. It was a boy and a girl. The girl looked probably younger than the boy. And the boy, he walked over to us, grabbed on my floaty, and started pulling on it. And then he started to speak to me in Spanish. And I was like, let go, let go. And then I was was like, get off. And then (laughs) Tia came over. And then she was like, hey, no, no. So she stopped them. And then the boy started laughing at her. And then the girl came over and then she started asking me where mama was. And she was like, two mama, two mama, two mama. And I was like, what's wrong with you? So Playa Blanca was an experience, really pretty beach, but not a very safe area. Yeah. So we came back and I want to talk about the next day. The next day was pretty amazing. So we went to this place called Palenque, which is about an hour and a half outside of, coast, uh, outside of um, Cartagena. 
We got Doritos. Uh, Stella just remembers the Doritos. I I remember everything, but okay. So I can I just tell you, Stella? Like this place was magical for me. Me too. It is an Afro-Colombian village that is about an hour and a half outside of Cartagena, and it was first of all, it was really hot. Like oh yeah, it's like so- hell hot. Like so hot that like you're sweating and you can like feel your sweat in your pants and your shirt and like all over. Oh, and also immediately when you walk outside, like the first step, you can feel sweat in your armpits. That's what I felt when I stepped out. It was pretty gross. So the reason why Palenque was so amazing for me. So to give our listeners a little bit of history, Palenque is an Afro-Colombian village that essentially the people who were settlers there, they ran away from slavery. So slavery ended in Colombia about 15 years before it ended in the United States. And this community of people, like they ran several times and they essentially ended up in this village that is corrupt, like covered by hills. And they have been living there ever since like the 1700s. And the thing that's really cool about it is that it was very pro-Africa and pro-Black and also, I liked how they would take, they would, like, make things, like, they wouldn't, like, okay, so how did I say this? They would, like, make things themselves. So, like, you know how they, like, smashed the corn by themselves? Mm-hmm. And, like, how they how they picked farms by themselves? That so, was really cool because here in D.C., you just buy things from the stores. You don't really do things yourself. Like, you buy things from the stores and cook it. But in Palenque, they like smashed it by themselves. They mixed it by themselves and put on sauces by themselves. They didn't have to buy it from the store. They just got it. They picked it or they cooked it. Then they made it. So the cool thing about Palenque, oh my gosh, there are so many cool things. So from like the smile on the little kids' faces when they were dancing to the joy in that old woman when she was feeding us like the candies that she had made and the moonshine that she had made. Yeah. And one thing I also really liked, and I don't know if you remember this Stella, but they were talking about how the Colombian government had come in and like tried to have their own teachers in the schools and the locals kicked the teachers out because they were like, they're not teaching them the real history because they were upset that the teachers weren't teaching them the history of their people. And so they like, basically took back their own education and they also had their own police officers. Did you know that? No. And so their police officers didn't actually carry guns because their policy was that they don't like killing each other. So the police officers just have sticks and we walked by the jail and they were like, yeah, the jail is empty. And we were like, how's the jail empty? And they were like, because when somebody does something wrong, the families settle it like family to family. And the, the punishment, did you hear what the punishment was? Well, do you remember all that trash on the city line in the city? Yeah. So they have this town square and every time they have like a raging party. And so like the night before was Easter. And so they had had a raging party and there was like trash all over the street. So the punishment, and so the punishment is that if somebody does something wrong in the village, they have to go, they have to go clean the trash after there's been like a raging party, which I thought was really hilarious. <laughs> Like all the trash, and there if it, and if there was more, mm-hmm. then they would give them a bunch more bags, and they would be like, come, come, come. And so for me, the thing that was really cool 
we got to see um we got to see the locals dancing and we got to see a bunch of stuff and meet a bunch of the people in the village and one of the first things that our tour guide said to us who was plankin he looked at stella and he looked at isa and he was like i see myself in you and that was really powerful because when i've gone to several different countries in africa they don't see us as like being a part of them or like having similar struggles but like the afro-colombians do because their people escape slavery similar to our people and so it was really cool that they could look at you guys and be like wow like we are family even though we're not from the same country we're still family because our ancestors had a similar struggle so for me that was just like really powerful because it was the first place ever I had gone and I saw like a village of people who had had escaped slavery and were just like so joyful about being black. Yeah. And like, there were like these little kids who are best friends and they just got to walk together and have some time with each other. And I thought that that was cool because they mm-hmm. could just go away and and then just, you know, just play. And like, they had like a park where everybody where like kids would go there mm-hmm. and they had statues and i think that my favorite part was that they would they would just make things by themselves mm-hmm. and like the way that they made the town and like the way that they made everybody um be that they the way that they made everybody love it there mm-hmm. i think that everybody loves it there and they never want to go i liked it too it was like a really happy little village yeah and when they're doing a bunch of work, they actually look super duper happy. Yeah, they sung when they did the like yeah when they did the corn mashing. They they sung like a song. I didn't know a word they said, but I thought that it was kind of cool. And we saw pigs. Yeah, there were like little pigs running around the village. It was funny. They were they were just like they were like little baby horses. Yeah, it was such an incredible place. And also we saw some chicks. We didn't get to hold them, but like we saw chicks in a cage with their chickens. I thought that that was kind of cool because they would have their very, they would have their very own place to raise animals. Then they would, well, this is kind of sad, but then they would. (laughs) They would probably eat them. Yeah. But still, like, I think that's kind of cool that they're able to like provide their own food for themselves. And here you just have to buy them from the grocery store, but there they actually make it very special. Mm -hmm. Like they make it handmade. They work really hard on the food. So people actually eat it. And I think that's really good. We'll be right back after a quick break. The heart behind the I'm On podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. 
All right. So what else have we done here? We got to see some really awesome art. Yesterday, we got to see a place that looked like an Encanto house. It did. So Isa has been on a Encanto search. On Encanto search. And like a lot of the houses look like the Disney movie Encanto. Yes, house. because like they're orange, they have like doors. And like there was one there was one picture that was had an orange house, had two blue doors. It was open. And there was an Encanto house inside. And I was like, cool. Because Encanto was created in Colombia. Yes. So, so I feel like they really made it like really special for Encanto. They definitely had Cartagena in mind when they did it. And there was even a big picture of Mirabel on the wall, remember? That's true. I freaked uh, out. I was like, it's and then she was like, <laughs> so let's see what else did we do here what was your favorite food the whole time hmm. you didn't really like the food here did you i think it was only the olives and the spaghetti because the other food the mac and cheese was a little bit too like crunchy there's spices on it and there so, was like this some kind of rice i felt like it was vomit oh no the rice in okay the rice was good because they have coconut rice so i don't know what you're talking about no the but, rice that was like orange at at, at that restaurant um, okay I, so you want to hear my theory about that yeah. so my theory is that colombia food colombian food is very similar to me that brazilian food was when i was there and it's like really salty you want to know why yeah because it Got what you said. It was something about heat. Well, it's both like the fact that it's really hot and they want to retain hot water, but also like when the people came over from Europe to like settle the different regions, they were on boats for a really long time. And one of the reasons, one of the ways to preserve they, food, they develop salty. Yeah, food. like they like one of the ways to preserve food is to like put a lot of salt in it, and so they just developed a taste for like extra salt. So the food here is like really salty. Like they do have some things like the empanadas are really good. Yeah. And like the cheese sticks. Cheese sticks were really good. And we had like a potato thing that was really good. And also like some of the plantanos, like they don't have sweet ones. They do like these like more savory ones that are really good. But it definitely doesn't taste like normal sweet plantains that you would get at like, you know, like a Peruvian restaurant or something in the U.S. You know that you really like Playa Blanca and you liked your time in Palenque. What else have you really enjoyed here? I have enjoyed the great views. Hmm. Um, looking at the houses and probably the pool. The pool has been pretty fantastic. Yeah, there's, so there's fountains. We're staying at a place in the walled city called Classa. Casa Claver Boutique Hotel, and it has two pools in it, and it's pretty. No, it has four. Four pools. Yeah. So, if you look down, you can see. Well, at at the very bottom, there's one pool. Then we usually go to upstairs. There's another pool, but then I think I saw like a private pool for. Mm, I think it just has two. No, I saw four. Okay. Or maybe it's a different so, hotel. Maybe it's Isa is here with us now. Isa, my question for you 
is what has been your favorite thing that we've done in Colombia since we've gotten here? Um, the pool. So Isa has really enjoyed the pool. And the pool has fountains. And you know what mommy really likes? What? I like taking rosé wine Ew. out to the side of the pool and having a glass of wine while you guys swim. I once tasted it. It's gross. Yeah. I told her that acquired wine is an acquired taste that you might change your mind about when you're an adult, but I'm glad you don't like it now because you're not actually supposed to drink it. It's gross. It's gross. So Isa, what has been your favorite thing other than the pool? Um, the, 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 the restaurant. The what? The restaurant. Huh? The, the restaurant. restaurant. Oh, the restaurants? You've liked the food? Yes. What's your favorite type of food here? Pasta. You like the pasta? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Okay, so another thing the girls noticed when they were here. So one of the first nights we were here, we saw a Michael Jackson impersonator. Oh, yeah. And so they learned all about Michael Jackson. What did you learn about Michael Jackson, Stella? And, um, he was a good performer. He invented the moonwalk. At first, I didn't understand, but then I was like, oh! I've been trying to do the middle splits. Well, that doesn't really include Michael Jackson. And what else about Michael Jackson? Um, hmm. He he got plastic surgery to try to make himself look white instead of black. Which was kind of sad, huh? Yeah. After he, he, his nose looked like that, and then like his nose looked kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of disappointed because, well, there was this one song that said, like, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, but it does matter to him because he got, like, a bunch of plastic surgery and to make him look white. So it must have mattered to him because he, he didn't really like black to be black. And I was disappointed because he really should have stayed that way. He should have stayed black, right? Yeah. yeah. Black, is kind of, black is good, too. Like both is is good to be. Yeah, I was disappointed in him too. And I think the thing that disappointed me a lot about Michael Jackson, well, several things, because we also talked about the fact that he was like disgraced post post death. But I think the thing that's really sad about Michael Jackson is that he was a really great performer and he was ours. Like he was black and he should have been proud of being black. And it's really upsetting that he was trying to look like something he wasn't because we would have preferred that he had just embraced the fact that he was black because he looked really good the way he was. Yeah. But then he kept on changing and changing. And but at the Lisa, end, when he you died, really he liked Michael Jackson, didn't you? What did you like about the Michael Jackson impersonator? The Michael Jackson, the one that was not really Michael Jackson, but just the when person was dressed up as Michael Jackson, but the real Michael Jackson talks. But but right now I I like Michael Jackson because because I like how him do a great apologies and then the Honda spins down <laughs> and and it's a real when him bend down. So hmm, the real so him him is dead now. Yeah, yeah. I I learned how he died. He took so he had like um sleeping, really yes. really powerful sleeping medicine, yeah. 
and he took too much. Yeah, so he died. No, him, 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 him was had on a hard time sleeping. So, so him, so him took too much med in his mouth and then he did it and then him, like, yeah, and then he died, which is really sad because he was one of the greatest performers of all time, which is why in Colombia we saw a man who was impersonating him. And, and, he was trying to listen to him and make him chill for him. I think that the zombie video was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, the, the zombies were kind of funny. And they started dancing. And, and, one... and, 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 and Michael Jackson turned into one of them. Oh, yeah. And, and, like... and Michael Jackson's face is strange. I'm lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also... I think that the funniest part of it was, well, there are two funny parts of it. The lady, when, when Michael Jackson turned into the zombie, he started like dancing as a zombie and the lady, and the lady was just like, Ooh, looking at them. He was, she was terrified. And also there was a zombie that was coming out of like, what's it called? Like those things where you lift it up into the, and there's like a thing in the street. Those holes in the street. Oh, like the grates? Those they're like holes in the street with like a top on it, and then like you lift the top up, and like there's a hole in it that goes into the ground. That's a grate. Yeah, there was a zombie coming out of the grate. It was funny. All right, ladies. So, did you have a good time in 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 Colombia? Yes. What would be your advice for families that would like to travel here? Be careful on be careful on what tour you go on because some places it could be dangerous and you don't want to go on a tour that might be dangerous that's great advice don't take the bus take the boat (laughs) because the bus is there was was a bicycle and then a bus just hit the bicycle and then all the blood was everywhere our lesson for Colombia is take the boat. Take the boat. Take the boat. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Seeking Different. If you like what you heard, share us with your family and friends. Tell us what you'd like to hear on future episodes and share your stories about belonging and family. You can connect with us on Instagram at Seeking Different. See you next time.